from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. This week, we talk about pop culture curses and we give you a little bit of advice on how to avoid the pitfalls. We also discuss a tale from the 18th century that gives new meaning to if the coffin's a rockin', don't come a knockin'. <laughs> And because it's Halloween in June, I'll be telling you a spooky story about tunnels full of bones. Ooh. And if that's too gloomy for you, we also talk about onion rings. Hey! Woo! Everybody loves onion rings except me. And me. But I love french fries. And we're going to die eating them. No. <laughs> <laughs> So guess where I just came from? Where? The city where the Golden State Warriors are celebrating their NBA championship. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, hi, Oakland. Hi, Oakland, my hometown of Oakland, California. You were at so. the parade. Yeah, no, well, I watch it on TV, but listen. Oh. <laughs> I'm lazy, <laughs> but it was only pride. two freeway exits away. <laughs> I'm not really a sports fan, although I know enough. Ball, hoop, <laughs> yeah, you know. ball, goal, etc. And because I know enough, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank the real MVP of oh. the 2017 basketball season. Riley Curry? Close. Aisha? None other than Drake. What? Okay. Yes. What? So Drake is technically, in my mind, the 2017 MVP of the NBA? Yes. Okay. That, that is what it's called. Yes. I would like to submit to you, community, yes. that Drake is the MVP not for what he did during the season, mm-hmm. but what for what he did not do. Oh. Okay. Wait, are we giving out medals for what we don't do? Oh, because yeah, yeah, I yeah, will yeah. have a closet uh, full of medals. Let's call this a non-participation trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Millennials love those. Well, I hear. showing yeah. up. Yes. So if you are an athlete and you're doing well, you know, or you're a sports team, you're doing well, you're having a great year, you're on a hot streak, right? Right. Okay. Chances are, suddenly, Drake will appear in your inner circle. Yes. <gasps> well, apparently he likes a winner. Who can blame him? Mm-hmm. I mean, we I wouldn't do. go so far as to call him a bandwagon Fairweather fan, although some people have. <laughs> I wouldn't say that he is. I'm just saying that some people have said. That also explains why he's always buzzing around Rihanna, because she's a winner. Only associates with winners. Some people say that there's a such thing as a Drake curse. A couple times that Drake has been blamed for some serious sports losses. Uh-oh. So, I'll take you back to 2015. Serena is on a hot streak. Oh, no. I forgot about this. Wait, did they date? She's oh, got yeah. a couple of wins oh. under her belt. She's on track to be the first female tennis player to win the Grand Slam since 1998. A week or so before, she spotted making out with Drake. Mm -mm -mm. He shows up in the stands to support her. Loses big. Good Lord. And you know what? Social media, the internet, which is the only reality we really care about, Mm -hmm. blames Drake. And guess what? Mm. She dumped him or he dumped her, whatever happened. Mm -hmm. She gets with this... Snapchat guy or Instagram guy? Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's some, like, you know, tech digital guy. tech mogul type. Right. And she broke all kinds of records this year while pregnant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What? And this is after she shook Drake. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Drake was the albatross around Serena's neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Curse be gone. I mean, he's a cute albatross. I mean, yeah. that's, that's one fine albatross. But yeah, <laughs> albatross nonetheless. That's some words you never hear. That's one fine albatross. <laughs> 
second example that I'll pull on out to convince you of this. Yes. The Kentucky Wildcats, which is a team I don't know her. somewhere, mm-hmm, uh, they actually issued a cease and desist to Drake uh, when, oh. he, when he appeared in some photos with a few players. They were like, you are not going to mess this up for yes. us. Back off. Um, and so they said that it was to avoid from violating NCAA rules. But, you know, once again, social media and the Internet prevailed and they told us the truth, which is they were trying to shake that curse. Also, I'll have you know that this curse is not limited to the states. Oh, oh no. what's he done? Not cricket. No, no. He's not infected it's the international. world of international cricket. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Liverpool's football team. Oh. Liverpool FC. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my cousin Lucas. He's a big LFC fan. Yes. Shout well, out to Melanie C. Sporty Spice, who is from Liverpool. Oh, hey. <laughs> the Beatles are also from Liverpool. And who are they? <laughs> exactly. What are those guys? Let's just list everyone from Liverpool. Why don't we? <laughs> Apparently, he was spending some time with a Daniel Sturridge. He is, was, currently, maybe, I don't know, I don't follow this, uh, a star, player, and then a video surfaced of him dancing to some of Drake's music. Uh-oh. Immediately after that, all hell breaks loose <gasps> in the team. They start losing all kinds of star players. People are losing right and left. And the internet and social media blame Drake. The dance of death. The dance of death. Okay. <laughs> and one so, dance, because that's the last one, one you get. That is the last one you get. And last, the biggest example of all. The presidential election. (laughs) I love the way you're presenting this. I put it directly to you. Did he play at Hillary's benefit concert? I think he did, just judging on the results. (laughs) I wonder if she ever emailed Drake. (laughs) You know what happened? She probably subscribed to a Drake station on Spotify or whatever. (gasps) Pandora. Suddenly. Mm. So anyway, 2015. (laughs) Warriors on a hot streak. They're winning everything. Mm-hmm. All of the titles, they're bouncing the balls. That's my extent of sports. You know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my background. They're winning. Guess who shows up? <gasps> Drizzy. Drizzy shows up. So that year, they take the trophy. Everything is great in 2015. And in 2016, Drizzy and Steph Curry are the best of friends. Ooh. They're on Instagram. He's all over Oakland in the Bay Area. I don't know if you saw that image of them at In-N-Out Burger, him and Aisha. And they were <laughs> like remember in Alameda. Now. Yes, you remember no. this? It's all coming back, okay? You know, and then he's like listening to all kind of Bay Area music. He's like still in lines from Too Short and rapping Forte, which he still ain't acknowledged, but okay. Um... <laughs> And so 2016, what happens? The Warriors lose the trophy to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The curse. The curse is enacted. The Drizzy curse was enacted. But guess what? 2017 rolls around. I ain't seen Drake in the Bay Area. Nope. Haven't heard about him being here. Crickets. And we are champions once again. Yep. So I'm just saying I love you, Drake, but I need you to stay off Bay Area soil. <laughs> yeah. Particularly during NBA season. Love you, but you're bringing us down. You're bringing us down. So this, you know, thinking about the Drake curse got me thinking about, like, other pop culture curses and superstitions. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys heard about the Kardashian curse yeah. recently. Isn't that where they kind of suck the life force out of adjacent <laughs> men? And I do mean that metaphorically. <laughs> That sure is you do. not an Instagram way. Mm. <laughs> so apparently, the internet, once again, and social media, is accusing Khloe Kardashian of doing the same thing. Oh, with Lamar. So no. Lamar. What? Perhaps. Tristan Thompson oh. of the Cavaliers. Oh, God, I'm so behind. I was yeah. say, guess who he plays for? Yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I'll let you be the judge. Part of me wants to jump on the Kardashian curse bandwagon, but the other part of me feels like it's sexist. It is. Because I feel like if you Googled any one of my exes, you might suggest that I'm also. (laughs) (laughs) 
They're not doing so well. <laughs> also a curse. These beautiful wings you're extending. <laughs> what about you guys? Do you have any... Well, have I cursed any yes. people recently? Have <laughs> cursed anyone? I've been trying for years to hex the patriarchy. Yeah. Has it worked very well, despite repeated viewings of the craft. <laughs> you got to work on the technique. I'm sure it's there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's because we have north, south, east. <gasps> we need one more sister in the coven. Light There's only three of us. Stiff as a board. Okay, we just figured it out. Okay. <laughs> Boom. I did some research on curses around horror movies. Ooh. Do you want oh, to hear something? Yes. I, I know you're going to say mm-hmm. my favorite, yes. Poltergeist? Oh, <gasps> I forgot how much you love this movie. I do. And then after doing some research on just how deep the supposed curse goes, it's a little creepy. It affects you too. Yeah. Yep. So tell them what the movie is, Emmanuel. Poltergeist, 1982 classic. Oh, the best. It'll make you be scared of your television. Yes. It'll also make you scared of this curse. Which... It'll also make you afraid to, of anyone named Carol Ann. Yep. Caroline? Yes. Oh, God. It'll also make you afraid of realtors. <laughs> Problematic, that element, really, isn't it? <laughs> so, since the release of this film, a handful of people from each of the three films has met an untimely demise. God. The star, Carol Ann, Heather O'Rourke, mm. died very young. Yeah. Dominique Dunn, who played her older sister, was murdered by her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Not even just like a freak accident. No. Just murdered by someone she loved. An actress named Jo Beth Williams. I don't know who she played. Oh, she's the mum in Poltergeist. Mm. Okay, thanks. She's great. She said that during filming, she would return home from the set and all of her hangings on the wall would be crooked. And so she would correct them, go to work the next day, come back home, crooked. What? See. So, you know, it is rumored that they used actual body parts on the set. Of mm. No. Yes. Health because, and safety alone well, would never permit that. The, the and, and the reason given was supposedly, allegedly, that real body parts, bones specifically, uh. were cheaper than prosthetics. No. Come through, citation not needed. (laughs) These details. I don't care if it's true or not. It sounds great. Fake news. And so some people, again, on the internet and social media, believe that that is why the film is cursed. So are you thinking the bit specifically where uh, Jo Beth Williams falls into the muddy, full swimming pool? Yes. And all of the skeletons going That is the one. Interesting. I also heard that um, Craig T. Nelson's career was cursed by that movie because I haven't seen him in anything since. You guys got coach. We didn't even have that imported to England. <laughs> the curse goes curse. deep. Was Drake on the set though? He might have been. A ch- he was a child he was actor. A child actor. It's quite possible. So. <laughs> so the Exorcist also cursed. Death tolls rose after the release in Georgetown, the neighborhood that it was filmed in. Oh. The 16th century church across the street from the theater where the film premiered was struck by lightning, causing a cross to fall to the ground. Oh, mm. come on. Girl, and, not it. I'm not. I'm not. And I love that movie. And the set for the McNeil home burned down in a studio fire, but there was one room that was not touched. Ooh. Reagan's room where she was <sighs> possessed by this devil. Also, at screenings of this film, people were fainting and vomiting. Yeah, because it's scary. And also one woman miscarried. Oh, 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 God. Dark. That is dark. Very dark. Also, The Omen. Cursed. Oh. I'll just be quick about this Have because I'm scared. That? I don't know. That There's is. a little, like, white boy who's scary. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that could be anyone. I mean, that, that could be that anyone. Could be, that could be any movie. 
That could be Upper West Side. <laughs> that could be Hayes Valley in San Francisco. That could be, yes. Anyway. Have you, you've obviously never been to preschool before. Oh. <laughs> and there is vomiting there, too. Yes. Got to say, love for the, for the omen, though, because Gregory Peck is fine in that movie. He's hot. All right. <laughs> just gave I me trust such you. side eye there. I just don't That's, know. I'm not talking about the kid. <laughs> I like that you're like, well, I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> that should be your catchphrase. <laughs> So Gregory Peck, your boyfriend, <clears throat> and screenwriter David Seltzer were aboard planes struck by lightning during this whole time. Also, producer Harvey Bernhard was also struck by lightning in Rome. There's a lot of lightning around. Yeah. Also, on Friday the 13th in 1976, the set designer, John Richardson, and his assistant, Liz Moore, were in a car accident. Oh, God. And Liz Moore was decapitated. <gasps> oh, oh, God, God. like it happens to David Warner in the movie. Yes. Cursed. Oh, Jeez. God. So I'm scared. Me too. Okay. Rightly so. So to help us feel a little better, why don't we just share some celebrity superstitions and learn, you know, the different ways that celebrities keep themselves safe. One way that I keep myself safe is I always look people in the eye when I toast and before I drink alcohol to keep myself from having bad sex. seven years you bad sex. You are a stickler for that. <laughs> yes. Look me in the eye. Look me in the eye. Another one, my grandmother used to say if you invite someone to your house and you never want them to come back, when they leave, you throw salt at their back. So What? She's from Louisiana. She's from Louisiana. That's and, extreme. Where know, the salt is plentiful and it on their reach at all times. Try it. Try seasoning. Okay. <laughs> White people. <laughs> so let's talk about a good luck charm that Heidi Klum carries around. Uh-oh. Some people carry around horseshoes and clovers. Heidi? She's a freak. She carries around <laughs> a small sack of her baby teeth. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's not like a German thing, is it? Yeah. I she just mean, kept them? She just kept them. And, you but, know. Uh, guys, it brought her seal. Mm, and then it also seal in her ended. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, because the but, baby teeth probably wandered off somewhere. That's true. <laughs> she misplaced them. They've got gorgeous kids, though. So there's that. A little scuttling bag of baby teeth just <laughs> exiting a private jet somewhere. Jennifer Aniston, before she boards a plane, she walks on with her right foot. And then she taps the outside of the plane for good luck. Listen, that girl, she stole that from me. Well, I'm going to say that lady doesn't have any luck. Oh, oh, oh. Just say it. Whoa. Kind Wait, have you seen her current husband? Justin, Justin Thoreau? Thoreau? Have you seen his sweatpants? Often Google very it, people. warm it. when Justin Thoreau is around because of the heat. That's, yeah. From your undercarriage. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> This ritual is specifically related to flying. So she's been safe, right? It's, it's worked. She hasn't been in, you And know. guess what? Aniston mm. never crashed. She did that. You know who didn't do that? Her ex, Brad Pitt, who, while <gasps> on a flight, oh, shit. beat his own See? child, allegedly. Well, it's, not, it's oh. not like... Leading to a divorce. The curse, you know. But if he would have stepped on with that right foot... And tap, tap, tap. tap the plane... Then he wouldn't have had to tap Angelina Maddox on the side would of the head. still be married. Doesn't she have a thing about toilet paper as well? Like, it, it has to kind of... Uh, it has to be served from the top. Wrong. Rather than tucked from... Wrong. Well, toilet paper a, should be served from the... This is a whole nother segment. That's a whole yeah. other segment. We got that is America's talking. second civil war and if, that you just brought up. Barbed wire. And if you have feelings about toilet paper, tweet at KQED Pop. Yeah. Another way to keep yourself safe, Megan Fox listens to Britney Spears when she's flying because she says that it is not her destiny to die while listening to a Britney Spears song. So, That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I will not die listening to Britney. This is not the way I'm going to go out. I'm going to die thinking about the toxic video, which happens on an airplane, <laughs> yes. and only good things happen, including yes. seduction and awesome wigs. Listen, mm -hmm. Megan Fox hasn't been in anything recently. So again, she I... was on New Girl, which I still watch for some reason. <laughs> That's something, Prince right? Prince was on New Girl. Was he now? <gasps> Curse. Ooh. Yeah. Megan Fox, watch your back. Zoe Deschanel, <laughs> Scottish actor James McAvoy 
first day of every month, he walks up to the first person he sees and he says, White Rabbit. No. Yes. His grandmother <laughs> his grandmother told him to do it, so he's done it and he believes no, that, it brings him good luck. That's him like teasing an American interviewer, I bet, just being like, Yeah, in Scotland we all do this. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> also, enjoy casual sex? You don't have to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga has said that she does not partake in casual sex because she believes it makes her creativity exit out of her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll just wrap it up with this one. Do you knock on wood? Everybody knocks on wood, yes? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to knock on wood. I say touch wood. Is that a British thing? I had to learn to say knock on wood because I realized that people were giving me very odd looks when I said touch wood. So it's touch wood like related to Showtime at the Apollo when you're walking (laughs) and like rub the lawn. Oh my God, yes. What? There's a whole thing. Oh, I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Benicio del Toro. Hola. Mm -hmm. Mm. He's taking it to the next level. Because sometimes you're not around wood and you need the wood. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can take that in a lot of different ways. You've been waiting to say that for literally half an hour. That's your catchphrase. Yes. Casual. He wears a wooden ring so that he always has the wood available to knock. Actually, I will support that. That's bloody brilliant. And he's always touching it. Yeah. So there you go. Touch the wood. <laughs> so we were frightened, but now we feel safe. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm swaddled and, and ready for anything. Mm-hmm. Jennifer has planes. Benicio has wood. So let's just hope <laughs> that the Warriors, their championship rings this year mm-hmm. are made of wood. Yes. And that Drake stays away from them. Be gone, Drake. <laughs> Stay in Canada. You have better health care there anyway. <laughs> and Justin Trudeau's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you. It's time for a story. Oh, is it story time? It's story time. Oh, let me get my blankie. Yeah. I'm milking so, out the microwave. Bing. Let's all sit on the ground. Crisscross okay. applesauce. This is a story about a girl named Lucky. Oh, she's a Britney Spears thing. <laughs> Actually, her name's Margaret, but I can't resist a Britney Spears reference opportunity. Yeah, no, so just, forgive me. Mm. Anyway, Margaret Dixon hmm. lived in the Edinburgh area in the early 1700s. Ooh, oh. olden times. Yeah, we're going way back for this mm. one. This is post-Braveheart, but pre-James McAvoy. <laughs> exactly. Now you know where we are. Setting the scene <laughs> for American yeah. listeners who may be unfamiliar. So legend has it that Margaret's husband was away a lot, either at war, out to sea, fishing, or he just dumped her. We're not no. sure. I love that those are options. Pick yeah. your own I'm adventure. At, I'm at war. I can't right now. <laughs> I'm busy. Honey. It's not you. It's the war. Yeah. <laughs> it's not you. It's fish. Okay. It's not you. I just hate you. Okay. So pick your own adventure. I don't know which one you like. No one's sure. Because mm. this was the early 1700s. She, she didn't have a Twitter she account. She couldn't write no passive-aggressive Facebook posts about right. her lover. Okay. No exactly. live journal. Mm. This was pre-Facebook rant. Mm. So She couldn't post, worst day ever. I don't want to talk about it. FML. <laughs> <laughs> so whichever one of these is true, the fact that Margaret needed money and a place to stay is corroborated by most of these accounts. Mm. So okay. she gets a job at the local inn. And apparently being a servant is monotonous and boring. So Who'd have thought? She I was, mean, I thought it was yeah. grand old time. <laughs> <laughs> so she is looking around. She's like, how can I keep this interesting for myself? And she sees the innkeeper's hot son 
She was like, boom, Ooh. let's do this. This is suddenly got interesting. And they do it many times. Hang on. What? So, so just, because Emmanuel was there. so yeah, <laughs> Just to back up, what are we listening to again? Just enjoy these fun parts because it's about to get dark. Oh. Okay. In here. Okay. okay. So another version of the story says that it was her hot neighbor, but it doesn't matter. Pick your own adventure. Doesn't she matter. was having sex with a hot guy. Okay. Doesn't matter. Okay. Because at this time there wasn't sex ed classes and like she didn't know about the whole like putting a condom on a banana mm. type of vibe, she got pregnant. Mm. So this was a problem for several reasons. A, she was married mm-hmm. and adultery at that time was a capital offense. Ooh. B, if people found out, she would definitely lose her job and housing, especially if it was the innkeeper's son. Mm. But also, people in this time didn't really, they didn't yeah. appreciate a thought. Yeah. You know? <laughs> See, mothers of illegitimate children were subject to corporal punishment, such as flogging or whipping. Oh, my God. They could also be placed in a house of correction. Oh. Yes. And D, back in those days, women considered amoral would be forced to sit in the most conspicuous place in a church for three consecutive Sundays and be judged and verbally attacked by the parishioners. And then even after that, people just shame you and treat you like a whore for the rest of your life. That, that's, shame. That's still in full effect, depending on which congregation exactly. you're in. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. this is olden times we're talking about, right? Yeah, like 2016. Okay. So Margaret was like, all right, I don't want to be shamed. I don't want to lose my job and housing. I don't want all this terrible stuff that's going to happen to me because I'm a woman with sexual agency. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to tell anyone about my pregnancy. So she keeps it a secret, which is a crime at the time. Everything's a crime. It's a crime to not report your pregnancy? Mm Mm-hmm. Who are you supposed to talk to? God. Uh, Oh. So months later. If you believe in God, he already knows. Right. (laughs) She already knows. (laughs) (laughs) So months later, her baby is found dead oh. by the river. This did get dark. I know, I this told you. This is your second dead baby reference. <sighs> yeah. It didn't take authorities long to figure out that it was her. Was it a miscarriage? Was it murder? Was it something else? No one knows for sure. But they went with murder because punishing women's so fun. It is. Mm. That's one thing that is really fun. So on the way to her execution, Margaret was like, I didn't do shit. Y'all are doing too much. And I think those <laughs> D- are her exact T- words. M. Exact words. I could see it. I could see it. So our friend Margaret is hanged Oh, oh. in the town square. I thought you were going to say she grew wings or something. She had yeah. like a can of Red Bull and she just was like, I'm out Outie. of here. Okay. These Scottish villagers play too much. <laughs> so she was left hanging for 30 minutes, which was customary at the time. Oh. And they eventually cut her down, placed her in a coffin and rode off to bury her. And the people who were carting her off were like thirsty it was kind of an inappropriate time to be mm. thirsty. But they're like, let's stop at this pub and have some butter beer or something like that. Mm. So they stop there. Eventually, people start hearing noises Uh-oh. from outside. And they're like, what is that? And then they see the coffin shifting. Mm-hmm. So they open it up and they see Margaret. And she's like, surprise, bitch. Mm. <laughs> Thought you had me. <laughs> Guess she's back. <laughs> back again. She, for whatever reason, survived this hanging. Some people thought it was God and divine intervention. Other people just thought maybe she's a demon. Who knows? Mm. I was going to say she wasn't in Salem at the time. Right so, time. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Check the flight logs, guys. Yeah. Little witch joke there. So Scottish law at this time was built on Roman law, which says, quote, a person against whom the judgment of the court has been executed can suffer no more in future, but is thenceforth totally exculpated. So it's a double jeopardy. You yeah. Hung, you yes. hung me once. Like the movie. You can't exactly. twice. So they're like, we can't punish her twice for the same thing, so 
Margaret was free to go. She's like, ha ha, free to go and shag whichever Scottish hotties she wanted. Right? So to fix this loophole, the words until dead were added to the law so that no more funny business couldn't happen. Mm. So if there's a Margaret down the line, they'll be like, we're still going to kill you, though. Surprise on you. So Margaret Mm. continued to live her life being called, quote, Half Hang It Maggie, which is her DJ name. You have to admit it. DJ Half Hang It Maggie. (laughs) Yes. Khaled would be very proud of that. (laughs) She's a SoundCloud rapper. What happened to her husband? Was he pissed? Actually, I know what happened to her husband. Apparently, because she was pronounced dead, marriage was annulled because she was dead. Are you serious? So a little while later, her husband remarried her, forgave her for having sex with the hot guy, and they went on to have several more children and be fine. Hmm. And he was like, well, I guess I can't go to war anymore because I know what happens when I leave. Mm-hmm. And everybody lived to the ripe old age of 24. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and no one ever went to war again. Yeah. Mm. So perseverance, she will live to, in Madonna's words, die another day. It's the Begin the Pick. Hey, the Begin the Pick. Hey. Folks, I have this week's pit, and I'm so happy to tell you that it's an actual pit. It is based in a pit. To be more precise, the catacombs of Paris. I know what this is. <gasps> Go on. Are you familiar with the catacombs of Paris? I'm not. I Update. am. I went down there with my sisters for my birthday one year. Oh, and it's my. scary. It is scary as all hell. Jumidra, allow me to paint is it a like picture. a cave or something. Or oh, underground it's situation. like a cave on steroids with skeletons. The catacombs are a network of burial chambers beneath the city of Paris. These are like tunnels, right? Mm-hmm. Filled with human bones and skulls. This tunnel network extends 150 miles. Okay, so I have never been, but I do have cable, and I remember seeing this on that geo. So <laughs> Scary as all hell. This place is like genuinely a horror movie set, and there have actually been some terrible horror movies set in the Paris catacombs, mm. which you shouldn't watch. But like, you should go because it's real. It's so terrifying. There's also an inscription down there in French, obviously, and it says something like, Welcome to the kingdom of the dead. And then they they like put the skulls into various arrangements that are kind of artistic or like femurs <gasps> to make a chandelier or something like that. Ugh. It's nuts. And when you're down there, there's no way out. Like once you're down there, if you freak out and have an anxiety attack, you have to walk however long the tour yeah, is. To no get elevator. Out. We were down there for quite a while. And then you emerge in a different neighborhood. And like you said, 150 miles. I read 200. Point is, it's very long and, yeah. and spacious. Okay, and so the point very is long. that people do this voluntarily? Is that what you're telling me? I you did. can go down. It's fun. And let me tell you. It's f- fun. <laughs> did you pay someone? The French will make you oh, finish no. the tour. That's the thing. <laughs> you can't be like, oh, I want to go. So it's the bones of an estimated 6 million people Jeez. in these catacombs, right? And they were transported <sighs> there towards the end of the 18th century from the overflowing medieval cemeteries. I'm quoting Ooh. the BBC here. This is a very accurate source. So some of these bones are the result of the plague oh yeah there's like there's bad bones in there Mm -hmm. bad bones bad blood (sighs) all of this is to say wouldn't this be a terrible place to get stuck for three days oh (laughs) 
My. I would venture to say yes. Gosh. You guys, this week's literal pit is the story of two teenage boys who were rescued and treated for hypothermia after being lost in these tunnels full of bones deep beneath the city of Paris for three days. How did this happen? They went down there and got lost. Well, Appar- I thought it was a tour. They don't walk you through the... They didn't do a tour. Apparently, people sneak in through... Like, there were all these secret entrances. There were these main entrances that the tours will take you on, but there were all these little sneaky secret ones all over the city. And people jump down to explore them. Like, the fans of... Uh, people who do this in catacombs are called cataphiles. Oh. They Jeez. go down there, and they have secret parties. Yeah. Like the mole people under New York City in exactly. the subway towns. Exactly. And these two teenagers, right? So it's a boy, two boys aged 16 and 17. They went into the catacombs on a Saturday night, and then the, someone clearly raised the alarm. The police went down with tracker dogs and found them three days later. They were alive, but really cold and really scared. <laughs> See. First of all, I wouldn't go down there voluntarily, and I certainly wouldn't sneak through an entrance. Mm -hmm. So Paris, the city of love and plague-ridden bones. Tons of bones. Pause for a second. Can you imagine this happening to you? How scary that would be. You know, because I wouldn't be there. Nope. I can't even imagine. Nope. I would sing Stevie Nicks songs Mm -hmm. and try to make the craft thing from earlier happen. She's a witch. She would protect you. Yeah. She was just a witch. Exactly. If you like catacombs, if you like the sound of uh, burial chambers that extend mm. for literally miles beneath the city, uh, Google the catacombs of Odessa, oh, which no. is super scary. Look at a map of what those catacombs look like. That's no map you will ever recognize. The network of like interlaced tunnels is terrifying. People have disappeared through doors into those catacombs under the city of Odessa and never come out. And people who've explored catafiles, who've explored the tunnel network and like managed to make it back alive, they have found copious dead bodies of people who snuck down there just like out of curiosity or gone for a party, freaked out, got lost in a tunnel and basically just died alone in the dark. It is terrifying. I do realize that we've accidentally done this year's Halloween episode. I know. (laughs) A few two months early. But yeah, just, just go go down the Wikipedia rabbit hole, guys. Just replay this in October. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how professional we are. We are prepared. like before the curve, ahead of it. But also, spoiler alert, like if you don't like nasty photos, put your safe search on because there's some horrible photos have been taken down in those catacombs. Really? Because people have been found dead. And like they've how been they dead a while. tell who's the dead one? Like it, they're all dead. It's all skeletons. <laughs> uh, just a little bit of straggly flesh left on. Mm-hmm. And like Adidas tracksuit yeah. bottoms. <laughs> it's like that. I don't think that, that was not a medieval off look. R- Russian stereotypes. Is that a valor Just <laughs> three stripe life. <laughs> so our peak of the week goes to. Tell me it's literal and it's like Everest. <laughs> I wish Aww. it goes to an Instagram account called at Onion Rings Worldwide. What? The account's stated purpose: quote Every onion ring I encounter, rated. So this website called News Hub saw this Instagram account and saw that Lord was following it and then did some research. New Zealand singer Lord. Yes. So News Hub looks at the followers that are following this account. It looks at the locations where these onion rings were eaten. And it also does a finger comparison between Lord and the person with this account. No, are you about to tell me? Shout out to Newsy for really diving into this <laughs> right? research project. That's like, one bored why? intern. So News Hub contacts Lord's people and is like, is this Lord? Does she really like onion rings? Account vanishes once they send <gasps> an email. So it was her. 
And I just love that she's spending her time this way. Because when you're a celebrity, you can't really have social media that isn't processed through like PR people. Yeah, yeah. And you can't really have a personality. So her personality is, I like deep fried onions. And she's owning that. And I love that. So just so I understand you correctly, mm -hmm. you're telling me that the multi-million singer, Lord, yes. from New Zealand, mm -hmm. has a secret Instagram account. Did. Had, had purely for the purpose of rating onion rings. Exactly. I'm into it. And then News Hub mm -hmm. came along and ruined it for everybody. Yep. Yeah. This is why we can't have uh, tasty deep fried things. Or As nice things my grandmother would say, this is why we can't have nice things. Okay. As your grandmother would do, she would throw salt at the back of News Hub. Exactly. Be like, never return but to the internet. Hang on, throw salt on those onion rings and suddenly yeah. you have a delicious <laughs> seasoned snack. So speaking of deep fried food, mm. while I was going through the internet, I found an article by CNN that really deeply disturbed me. Hmm. So a recent study says that people who eat fried potatoes two or more times a week, I mean, duh, everyone, double their risk of an early death. So when you say fried potato, specify, you mean like a they chip? They mean French fries and potato chips. Oh, well, that's everybody. Yeah. So I'm just going to stay on the side of Lord. Where like we just still appreciate deep fried things, and we don't think mm. about this study that says that this chemical acrylamide. Yeah, you, it's it's even unpronounceable. Like <laughs> it's how fake. real can it be? It's fake news. Fake chemicals. Yeah. So in the iconic words of Lucille Bluth from Arrested Development, I won't hear it, and I won't respond to it. <laughs> and in the immortal words of the elusive prophet and philosopher Mariah mm. Carey. They can try, but they can't take that away from me. They can try, but they can't take that away from me. Mm -hmm. I will have my french fries, I will eat them, and if I have to end up in an early grave, guess what? I might come back, just like Margaret did. Guys, we're here for a good time, not for a long time. Exactly. Also, last time I looked, onions and potatoes were vegetables. So yeah. you could, there's that. take that. Find comfort in that. I will. And now for our song of the week. Hmm. In the vein of Lord, mm. there's a girl who's 20 years old from Norway. Her name is Sigrid, and she sounds like Lord times Iconopop Ooh. divided by Robin. That's yeah. the kind of maths I like. Me too. Arithmetic. Yes. <laughs> it equals bop. B-O-P. Okay. And I watched the video as well. This 20-year-old, Chanteuse, not sure if she's elusive or not. Mm -hmm. Finger dances like she's playing the piano, like really intensely, like finger weirdness. Oh. And I'm, I'm here for it. I know I'm you're all about it. that. That's what uh, Kate Bush. Yeah, I was exactly. thinking. Interpretive yeah. dance vibes. So this song is called Don't Kill My Vibe. Ooh. And I oh. think if people find out about it, maybe it could be the song of the summer. Okay. Maybe. That spot is still unclaimed. Yeah. So next time someone steps to you, just play them this song. Don't Kill My Vibe. Mm -mm. And then yeah. finger dance away. Don't kill my vibe. Say I'm young. I don't care. I won't quit. No, no, no.
to our podcast papa, David Marcus. Thanks to Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show. Please subscribe on iTunes. Also rate us if you like us. If you don't, um, you never heard this. Until next week, find us on social media. I am Excuse My Beauty without the first D on Twitter. I am at Teacup in the Bay. I am at Jimmy Says. Follow us. Favorite our stuff. Retweet. Bye. Bye. Bye.